Today's podcast session is supported by Appeal. So if you ask a therapist who's doing clinical work what the bane of their existence is, usually progress notes are in the top one to two. I'm not naming any names, but when I was doing clinical work, I remember I had several colleagues who would get so backed up on clinical notes, so they would end up spending their nights and weekends trying just to catch up. Honestly, who wants to do that? And this is where Appeal comes in. Appeal is AI-powered case notes. Now, I know for many of us, when we hear the word AI, there's like a natural skepticism. And honestly, I had that skepticism as well until I got to meet with the Appeal team and learn about some of the many ways that they are doing this in a way that is HIPAA-compliant and also doesn't sell data to anyone and also protects our clients as well. You can learn more about Appeal and the awesome work that they're doing in the world uh, by going to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Appeal. And Appeal is uh, spelled U-P and then H-E-A-L, all one word. And at checkout, be sure to enter the promo code COUCH25, C-O-U-C-H, and the number 25 to get 25% off your Appeal plan for the first two months. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 330 of Selling the Couch. We are recording a brand new season of the podcast. I actually am getting this recorded at the end of 2022, but uh, I'm on an extended sabbatical or was on an extended sabbatical from the podcast uh, five months. And, uh, you know, it's good to be back. And uh, I'll definitely share more of this journey of of the taking the break, but uh, you know this today's podcast session is a conversation that I think is happening in a lot of our minds and likely happening over coffee and in conversations in living rooms and in 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 likely in in therapy sessions as well, which is the meaning of work and how do we sort of integrate work into our lives in a new and a different way, uh, as in this sort of like post-pandemic life that we are all living, right? If you are thinking about creating an online course, I know that many of us may be thinking about that right now in the midst of the pandemic and in a post-pandemic world, whether it's just to diversify our income uh, beyond therapy work or Uh, just to feel like we have a bigger message to share and we want to be able to share that in a different way uh, beyond just our geographic area. If all of that sounds awesome and you've been thinking about creating an online course, I just wanted to invite you to download the free A to Z online course guide. Uh, I launched my first online course back in 2015 to a $297 first sale and through a lot of just hard work and uh, a lot of trust in colleagues to purchase the course. We've now had over 275 of our colleagues purchase the Healthcasters podcasting course, and I've learned a ton 
about what it takes to launch, grow, and scale a podcasting course and a course in uh, in general. And uh, that guide just has a lot of helpful information to help you get started. We're also launching something called Online Course School. This is a live cohort experience. So meaning that this isn't like a digital course on courses, although eventually it will have that. But this is more of a live experience where we therapists can gather over the course of six to eight weeks. And what I will do is I will teach you everything that I know about how to launch and grow a successful online course. We'll start with your idea and how to validate your online course. We'll then work through what your lessons and modules and all of those different things will look like. We'll actually take time and and actually do exercises to get those down. We'll come up with your course title and your subtitle uh, in a way that your students are excited to want to purchase that course. And then we'll talk about actually how to record and market your course as well. And you'll be joined with others in community and you'll have an accountability buddy and a bunch of really awesome stuff. And uh, if any of that sounds awesome, I encourage you to download again the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. So we'll get right to today's session. Um, this is actually something that I've you know been thinking a lot about uh, during the pandemic. And my guest today is Dan Cumberland from themeaningmovement.com. Dan and I actually connected on Twitter. We had a really nice connection. I was fortunate to go on Dan's podcast as well. And we got to just talking about work. And, you know, for both of us, and I, I know for all of us that are listening, you know, we take so much pride in our work and we find so much meaning and identity in our work, right? But it's often that fine balance of like not being content with who you are, the pace of your work, uh, and avoiding sort of that comparison or that, or even overworking, right? And going toward burnout, which I think many of us are also struggling with. And so I wanted to have Dan just to talk about these things and just to have an open and honest conversation. We start by this question of why do we find so much meaning in our work as entrepreneurs? And then I asked Dan, you know, how does Dan not let his work become his identity? And then we wrap up with sort of the three things to consider or the three tips maybe of this issue that I know that many of us have, which is a challenge that I have, which is I love the work, but it can be so easy to like compare myself to others or battle burnout or any of these kind of things. And how how do you sort of navigate that in a way that uh, is, is healthy and, and meaningful? So here's my conversation with Dan Cumberland from themeaningmovement.com. Hey, it's Melvin. Before we jump into today's podcast session, just wanted to take a moment to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to listen to this podcast and taking the time out of your day to listen. You know, when I launched this podcast back in 2015, it was done with a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty. And I just never realized the impact that it would have on so many and uh, for that, I'm just so humbled and so grateful. If you do find the podcast helpful, if you could do a small favor for me, which is to subscribe to the Selling the Couch podcast, the best way to do that is to go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash listen and subscribe on your favorite channel and on your favorite device. Practically, this allows the podcast to be able to 
reach more people, uh, for us to increase our download numbers, which also helps us to land bigger guests so that we can serve you through these guest interviews. Have a wonderful day, and I hope that you enjoy today's session. Hey, Dan, welcome to Selling the Couch. Thank you so much for having me. It's just really excited to be here. Uh, it's crazy. Twitter, out of all places, has connected. I know. Us. And in many ways, I feel like, I don't know, we're like kindred spirits. And so I'm so grateful for you, brother. And uh, yeah, just just for all the all the work and for your life. 100% agree. And uh, it's incredible when social media and the internet, you know, the online world makes makes real, real connections and real friendships. And I'm like, it's just super, it's just really, really meaningful for me to, to, to be here to have, you know, be getting to know you and um, couldn't have said it better. I feel like uh, you're, you're a kindred spirit across the across the internet. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're talking about a topic that I think a lot of people are thinking about, right? Which is, especially I think as, you know, this post sort of pandemic world, right? Like, what is work? What is the meaning of work? And how do we sort of integrate work into our lives, right? In an intentional way, right? Um, yes. And yeah, it's just, it's stuff that you and I have privately talked about. So I'm really, really excited for this conversation. I was thinking about where to even start. And maybe we can start is like this question of, why do we find so much meaning in our work as entrepreneurs? Yes, such such a good question. And I think that it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a personal question. Um, but I, I, I guess just to, to jump in, I think that the like it is so timely in that like the great resignation has has happened, right? And we all know what we what we don't want in a lot of ways, but oftentimes struggle with what we what we actually do want. And I think as as entrepreneurs, we've you know kind of put our stake in the ground or flag, plant our flag saying, this is where I'm going. This is my identity. And then we've worked to you know actualize that in through creating something. And so for me, I, I see work as meaning in work coming from four four different areas. And this is true whether you're an entrepreneur or not. And I know that most of your your audience is entrepreneurs, um, but it also translates to to jobs. And those four areas are people, the the product, the the process, and the profit. Um, and so they're all P's. I spent five years as a as a pastor early in my career, so it has to alliterate as a as a good pastor. Um, so this is one one way you can think of of answering this question of why why we find find meaning in our work. Um, and so let me just talk through those. The people are the people that we're, we're impacting. The, the whether those be clients, you know, if you're if you're a therapist or as a podcaster, your listeners or or the people that you're helping, you know, start grow their grow their businesses for for you. The process. I can't remember which order I gave them in, but the process is is the actual work of of doing the work, the day in day out of your business. For a therapist, it's sitting with clients and like those those moments when you're when your clients are having breakthroughs, you know, and and when they're they're you're seeing them improve over time, and and you're getting to be a part of that that process in their in their lives. Um, the product is the end result of of the business. And so um again, you know, for therapists, it's it's mental health, it's um it's solving problems in you know, and maybe in marriages and families, those kinds of things. Um, and then the profit is you could think about that in terms of dollars and cents. We can also think of that in terms of lifestyle, 
you know, benefits, um, all of those kinds of things. And, and for entrepreneurs, you know, it is a mix of all of those things. As entrepreneurs, we have a lot of freedom. I believe that everybody has freedom to make choices over how they're spending their time. Probably a lot more freedom than, than we like to admit, even people working conventional jobs. But it's easy to point at entrepreneurs and say, entrepreneurs get to make up their lives. They get to just create create their world in, in, uh, maybe in a, in a way that's just easier to see than someone who's in a, in a conventional job. And so um, we get to like, look at, you, you can use this lens to look at the world that you're creating, the business that you're creating, the life that you're creating as a way to understand where you're finding, how you're finding meaning in your work. So that's, that's how I begin to answer that question. Uh, but I'm curious what, uh, where that takes you. Yeah, this is so interesting. Like, you know, this morning, I, you know, by the time this episode goes live, folks will know about this, but like, uh, this morning I made a decision, you know, I, I recorded a solo episode before our conversation and I talked about like, I'm going to be taking a sabbatical from the podcast for the first time in five months. Right. And I used the word, you know, STC is my life's work. Mm, and, yes. Oh, uh, and I felt like when I was talking, I remembered like my, my voice quivered a little bit, right? Like, and that's where it took me, right? Because mm. like I I know that you feel this way, right? Like, and you know, the nature of entrepreneurship is there is always going to be like 20% of the time it like really stinks, but like that 80% yes. of the time, right? And it, maybe even more, like there's a certain joy that I feel and a certain gratitude, right? I feel about this work. Um, so that's one place it took me. Mm. The second place I think it took me is uh, this idea of like, right when you were talking, I, I thought, you know, to do something, you usually have to give up something else. And yes. What am I Ugh. willing to do and what am I willing to give up? You know? Yes. Uh, like these days, you know, our little one started preschool. So I, I find myself trying to like volunteer for every like little thing. You know, I think there's like a, you know, tail, like a, the Phillies in the World Series, right? And uh, there's like a tailgate thing happening next week. And I'm like, okay, I'm there. You know, like, <laughs> just like work my schedule. But you know, there's, right? But that probably means that I can't do like something that I'm meant to do, or I, at least mm. on that time, right? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. there's this weird balance, right? And oh, so good. I, I love, I love all of that. Well, and I feel very similarly about my my work with the meaning movement. Like this is my life's work, and I've been in a bit of a transition with it. I know I've, I've mentioned this. We, this is how we, we even first connected. So like, I, I need to talk to Doctor Doctor Mel. That's how, that's why I call you. <laughs> no, I just call you Mel. She Mel, your face to my wife. I talk to you. I'm talking to my wife about about you. I call you Doctor Mel. I'm like, I gotta talk to Doctor Mel, about <laughs> which sounds clinical, but it's not. It's just um, I've been working on the meaning movement for you know for ten years, and it is such comes from such a pace place of passion and uh, in in my life and um and passion the, the roots of the word passion is you can think about you know um the passion of, of christ right like that there's this this it, it it's a and i don't know the, the total entomology but it has to do with sacrifice sacrificing something unto something bigger and greater mm -hmm. and so when there's there's work work that is meaningful work that you love like there's always like that that give and take of work. And so even as you're talking about, like, you know, you're thinking about sacrifice in, are you going to do the tailgate, <laughs> the tailgating part here or, yeah. or not? Um, but that is a big part of this. And just to circle back to like that, that life's work question. Um, 
I I totally agree in my in in my work and and um I've been in this this shift and a part of that like I've had to come to to a bit of a reckoning personally and this has been a lot of my personal work around um like I needed to pivot the brand because it hasn't been fulfilling everything it could be it hasn't been reaching as many people as as I want it to be it hasn't been um I haven't been it hasn't been as profitable as I as I want it to be the main profit driver which is um the calling course I've decided to to close down enrollment of that in order to make space for something new to emerge and there's been so much loss and and grief mm-hmm. that I've been experiencing and, per, and and processing on on a personal um personal level because of how much I've put in like and how little has come back from that. And it's this really tricky thing because it is so like, I love it. And I I've been giving so much to it and yet it hasn't been everything that I've, I've needed it to be. And so this like parsing out of like, I want to bless, bless the effort, but also like feel sadness and remorse and, 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 uh, you know, loss over, over the, the results in order to create this space to, make something new and what's been been tricky about that is is since i do think about it as my life's work in a lot of ways it's like what if my life's work doesn't work mm-hmm. um and so i've had to take a little bit of a dose of my own medicine uh, since this is so just to get meta here since my my work is about helping people find and do their lean into their life's life's work like i've had to wrestle with my own my own questions but a really important idea which i want to offer to you even as you're thinking about um selling the couch is that selling the couch is the is the vehicle but your life's work is bigger bigger than that so if we wanted to draw a venn diagram of of dr mel's life work like selling the couch is going to be there's going to be some overlap there where like this is like really good and there's some stuff that's like yeah you got to do this cuz you got to do it cuz that's cuz that's work but like it's not the only it's not the only way that you could be doing your life's work but it's the way that you've chosen and it's the way that you've been building and it's going, you know, and, and you're doing amazing things through it. And so I think it's just really helpful for people to think about that as you're thinking about what you're doing, where you're applying effort to and where you want to go. That like work at its best, any single, like we want to separate out the expression or, you know, whether it be a job, whether it be an endeavor, whether it be a business that you're creating, the expression of your work in the world from the essence of of who you are and um, you know, the, the meaning muscle that you're flexing, if you will, as you go about actualizing that. I feel like I'm using a lot of big words there, but hopefully, that, yeah. hopefully that's making sense. It does. It makes perfect sense, man. It has like my brain like spinning with lots of different questions. So anyways, one question that's coming up for me is, I mean, you've shared, right? Like the work that you've done, right? Has not yielded the fruit that you were hoping to the yeah. level, right? Yes. How do you not like stop? <sighs> that's like the the question. I think that's like I feel like I was at this watershed moment of like the meaning movement has to either end, like because I have I have three kids that are seven and, and under. I have a software or project, you know, that I'm I'm also building, and like. I've got to, I've got to feed my family and, and, um, I don't have time for, I don't have time for a hobby project. Um, and that's, you know, kind of what it, I mean, it's, it's been a business, but it hasn't been a major contributor to my, to our family, you know, financial e- ecosystem. And so it's like, it's got to go one way, one way or the other. And I don't want to, I don't want to shut it down all the way. And I think it, it comes back to this question of like, 
of the entrepreneur and the freedom and the fun of being an entrepreneur um, that like, I, I could shut it down all the way, but like, there's still so much, there's like, I have so much energy around these questions. I have so much energy around identity and work. And a big part of that comes from my own story from, um, you know, I, I struggled with these questions in my own life and didn't have a lot of guidance and direction of how to like, how to answer these and figure out, you know, as I, as I go. And so like, so there's a lot of passion behind it. A lot of, a lot of meaning, like really, you know, story stuff for me, narrative stuff. Um, so that, I think that's a piece of it. And then the other is just like, I just love the, um, the way entrepreneurship allows us to, or is such a good vehicle for conversations around identity because we're always having to become the next iteration of ourselves. And I believe that that's true of all, all to be fully human is to always be, <clears throat> always be becoming, you know, the next version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's not true just of entrepreneurs, but again, because of like, I don't know, the risk of entrepreneurship, it's so much easier to to point at. And because it requires so much more, like you can be in a, you know, a, a typical job and work that same job for years and for an entire career, if you want. But if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to level up your life. You have to level up who you are. And so I can still be an entrepreneur outside of the meaning movement, but like, so I can just get so much energy around like that question of who am I going to become next and to help other people, you know, with those same questions. I think that that's, that's what keeps me there is like, I just get too fired up about this stuff to like, just let it go all the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I sense that passion and, you know, one of the things I've been thinking a lot about, like just with like my own business, right. Is, and you're absolutely like spot on with entrepreneurship. Like we're constantly like reimagining and reevaluating, right? Like, and I have, I, you know, you've been 10 plus years in this, I'm seven years in and I'm like, man, it's crazy what my thought around what STC would become has changed from like, not even one year to one to year seven, maybe like yes. year five to year seven, right? Yes. Like, uh, and the thing is like, what I've been thinking recently about is, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this quote, but like, you know, sometimes like some things that you create, right? Like they're the destination mm. and other times the things that you create are stepping stones to something else. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and so much of entrepreneurship, I feel like, is figuring out what that is, you know? Yes. I love it. I, and as, as you were saying that, I was just like thinking back on those seven years of like, how many different identities have you had? Like, right. or like, like, how many different versions of yourself have you been over those years in order to come to where you are now? And then like psychologically knowing that you're carrying all of those inside of you, right? Like, that's an incredible thing to think about. Yeah. It is an absolutely incredible thing. I was a podcast editor for about 13 episodes. I didn't like that identity. <laughs> yes. And that's just like case in point, like you became a podcast editor, right? Yeah, in order yeah. to get you here, right? That's yeah. that's just so crazy and so yeah. cool. So yeah. cool. It is. I mean, uh, yeah, this stuff matters so much. I wanted to ask you this other question, which is how does Dan not let his work become part of his identity? Because I love the way you said that, right? About like, my life's work, like my work is one part of it, but if you were to look at it holistically, but I would love yes. to have your thoughts on that. Yes, it's, a, it's such a good question. 
But and you, you told me you'd be asking me this question before we hit record, and like the first, <laughs> my first answer was, well, well, I, I don't, you know, <laughs> uh, but but I do, and it's I think it it speaks to like the struggle and even that grief that I that I was talking about of like coming to the, to terms with this transition to like letting go of what my business has been in order to find you know find something new like it's required this like you put yourself in and you let it be your identity but then you also have to pull yourself out and let it not be your identity and i feel like it's very similar to parenting for anyone listening who has kids like how do you let your kids not be not be your identity like that's it would be unhealthy for you to 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 you view your children that way and yet like there is they carry a part of you at that like so like there is never I believe there's never a clean line between who you are and what you do. And I think that's also some of why I love this conversation because work is always about identity. Uh, David White, the poet um, in, uh, if, if you and your listeners are, are, are not familiar, he's a, he's a poet and has done some really interesting, like <laughs> corporate poet. I don't know if that's a thing, but he kind of, if, if there's, there's someone who could call himself that, that would be, that'd be him. Um, but he's done some, a lot of work around work. He has a couple books around, around work. Um, but one um, was called Crossing the Unknown Sea, and the subtitle says it all, which is why I bring him up, which is work as a pilgrimage of identity. Mm. And so, again, it's I think work is one of the places where we get to work out who we are, what we want, and what is it that we want to, to make the world into or make of the world. It's the place in life where we get to utilize our, our agency. Um, and I know that's a, that's a big word, but I think I think the therapist should should be familiar, you know, should understand that. If anyone understands that, agency meaning your ability to make change, um, the way that you can produce change in, in the vi- environment around you, work is a place where you get to do that. And yeah, it's not perfect. And sure, maybe a lot of people like to do that outside of work, and work is just a paycheck. But still, like it is part of a holistic view of who you are in the world work is a part of that you know a, a part of that ecosystem if you will and so so it's yeah i guess just to 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 summarize all of that very <laughs> very complex way of answering a simple a simple question you you can't totally keep it separate um but it's it's a um it's i think it's a necessity to both view it as as both separate and a part of who you are yeah, it's like an and both sort of Yes, yes. Right? If that's if if that's a if that's a possible answer here, yeah. that's 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 how I would answer it. No, I li- actually love that response. And I, I didn't think it was like complex or, or like convoluted or anything like that. Cause yeah. I, I think like one, it is it is so com- it is super complex and and right. And mm. like in the day to day, right? Like I remember even just to like bring this home, like I remember a couple of weeks ago you know, Susan and I had like this disagreement because I was like so focused on, you know, like something we were creating for STC, right? Like, I can't remember exactly what we were working on and it was just not working out the way that I wanted. And, you know, she could tell like my mood was kind of off about it. Mm And I was like, and she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, it's just not working out. And, but, you know, like, it's such interesting. And I noticed this for me, like, and something I'm working on, it's like, if something doesn't go well on the business front, it's so easy to bleed into other realms. And I'm constantly yeah. trying to figure out like how yes. to balance that because yes. like, yeah, work is not my entire identity. I like, I'm more and more aware of that. And yet it is a big part of what I do. 
Hi there, I hope that you're enjoying today's podcast session. Before we get to the rest of this session, just wanted to let you know that we have a weekly email newsletter. It's called the STC Newsletter. I know, super creative, but we've literally been sending it pretty much every week since 2015. It's at this point now trusted by over 2,700 clinicians, and each week we share the latest podcast episode, some of the writing that I'm uh, doing on LinkedIn with regard to my journey as a course creator and making this transition from psychologist in clinical practice to online creator and uh, owner of an online business. And we also included a brand new section called On Mel's Mind, where I break down a blog post or a video or something that's inspiring me to become a better person and a better business owner. If any of that uh, sounds interesting, I would love to have you sign up. You can sign up over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash newsletter. We also have a bunch of different guides that we include. Uh, The current one that we have is an A to Z online course guide. So if you sign up through there, you get that guide absolutely free. It basically takes all of the lessons that I've learned as a course creator since 2015 and um, growing my own online course to over 270 students and over $315,000 in revenue. Just many of the uh, lessons, but more importantly, the epic fails I've learned along the way. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash newsletter, and we'll get right back to today's session. Yeah, and I mean, I, I feel like the Stoics would have something to say in this this conversation about like both when everything is going well, don't like let that totally inflate your ego, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're like, look at all the great things that I'm making in the world. And then equally, when everything is going poorly, don't let that deflate and crush your crush your ego. And so there has to be like, you have to work on having that bit of a buffer to say, this is the thing that I'm making. I'm the only one who's controlling what's happening here. If there, <laughs> there is any sense of control, like all of this is, is my doing for better, for better and worse. And Yet it is not the the totality of of who you are in the mm-hmm. world, which again I feel like it's circling us all the way back again to that idea of like your life's work is bigger than the thing that you're building, and yet the thing you're building is a place to to you know to bring some of your life's work to the world. Yeah, it reminds me of this great quote that like I have on my wall: like don't get too high with the highs and don't get too low with the lows. Yes. Oh, that's so well said. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. Dan, uh, I feel like our time is flying by, and I wanted to sort of explore a third section before we wrap up. So I suspect this is true for many of us, right? Like, as entrepreneurs, we love the work we do, right? Mm. But like spending too much time in it, at least for me, right, yeah. can lead to burnout. Like, I actually saw this from like an entrepreneur mentor, like, you know, they shared it on their email newsletter recently, like, it was literally like two weeks ago was, you know, sort of their revenues and they were hitting like really like significant revenue goals, right? Yes. And two weeks later, it was like a, a message about like just feeling so exhausted and burnt out, right? And yes. it made me think about like, man, like that that sort of tension, right? Of loving the work, doing the work, mm-hmm. right? But it can lead to burnout, can lead to like comparisonitis, right? Right, yes. that's a medical term, by the way. Okay. <laughs> uh, Good to know. Yeah. Uh, how, I mean, do you have any like tips for us of like how to find that balance maybe? Yeah. Yeah. It's su- such a good question and something I'm, I'm so 
passionate about because of exactly like you say said like I, we, it's so easy to look at business and and or entrepreneurial endeavors and decide that they are successful or, or that they ride or fall on mm-hmm. the dollar amount that they that they make. Um, that's the main, often the main metric that we use in business. And this is like, I feel like this is a soapbox that, that I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm just finding my feet on top of it. <laughs> that like, we have to put the soul back into, back into business and let business be a human, a human thing, not a, um, I feel like there's a psychological word here that I would want to use, but like psychotic, I don't know if that's the right word, but like if you, if you, if a business was a, was a person, right? Like, and they were only accomplishing one thing and burning out all the relationships in their, in their life, you know, along the way, like that's not a person you want to be in, in relationship with. And I think some of it is driven by, you know, capitalism and, um, you know, the endless pursuit of more, um, and I'm not saying that a business shouldn't be profitable. I think a business absolutely should be profitable, but that that success has to be measured. And this is how how just to circle it back to to how we can begin to find that that balance. Success has to be measured with multiple uh, factors. And so you you can be outwardly successful and be you know leading a huge you know successful business that's you know spinning off you know hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of dollars, and internally. Uh, be unsuccessful and be struggling. And we see this all the time in outside of entrepreneurship. We see it in, in, you know, in the corporate world, we see it in midlife crises. We see it in marriages falling apart. It's not uncommon for people leading these massive organizations to have estranged families. And um, because they've sacrificed everything unto that one project, unto that one part of their life. And so the invitation here is to spend some time looking at your life holistically and your business as being a part of that and to have regular check-ins with yourself, maybe with friends, maybe with a uh, you know, partner or spouse around like, how is your health in the different areas of your life? So with yourself, you know, so mental health, physical health with the people in your life, your, you know, major you know, partnerships, marriages, relationships, you know, parents, siblings, kids, um, your spiritual life. And then any other categories that make sense, you know, make sense for you and to give yourself an assessment, take an assessment um, where you just like give yourself a score. So looking back on the last, you know, last quarter, last six months, like as you're doing your, your regular business reviews um, also incorporate your personal health into and holistic health into um, into that process. And then look at where where are you succeeding and where where the where the gaps are, and then re- work on realign realigning the way you're going about building your business so that you can do it in a sustainable way. And this is something I'm um, really excited to be working with entrepreneurs around. You know, before we recorded, I was telling you I'm starting this. Um, I'm running a beta cohort around this very idea starting in January, um, and I, I was talking with my my wife about this because I was like, I don't I don't. I don't know if I like, I feel like I have like a lot of, like, I, I struggle with insecurity around like, do I have, am I the right person to lead a bunch of entrepreneurs in this work? Because I'm like, cause I don't have, you know, nine figure businesses and everything else. And um, I, I, get, I, get, I have feelings about this, but my wife says like, you don't, you might not have the dollar part, but you've got the other part in spades, mm-hmm. um, which like, uh, it's just really moving, especially hearing that from 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 my wife. You know, um, 
And that's what I'm so excited to be, you know, this is why, like I said, I'm, this is the soapbox that I'm, I feel like I'm finding my footing on and stepping, stepping up about. Um, I had this, just a, another kind of side story just related to this. I, I spoke at a, um, it was an affiliate conference. This was, was right before my, my daughter was born, who was four. So when I was talking about her in, in that in this, this talk, but I was going to you know, talk about, you know, where I'd been, I was leading a software company at that time and talk about all the great things that we did and all the money we made and all this stuff. Um, and then a friend of mine that, you know, the night before my talk, um, he was like, Hey, like this, I was kind of running through what I was going to talk about. And he's like, this isn't like, it doesn't just, doesn't feel like you. I think you need more Dan in this. And so then I like redid the whole thing and like really just centered it on my story on, you know, what you know, started talking about some of these things. And I got really choked up because my wife was pregnant at the time and um, we had a really, really hard, um, a lot, a lot fell apart. And this is also related to, this is also related to the, to the business. But um, before my first, our first child was born, I got really sick. Then that happened right, right before I launched the calling course, the course that I just mentioned um, that I'm shutting down. I haven't told the story to very many people, but I've been building up to launch this course. I got sick, was in the hospital for um, almost a month, got out of the hospital, was out of the hospital for about two weeks. And then um, our first child was born. And there's more other complex layers to this, but I, I launched the calling course between that hospital stay <laughs> and my son being born. And I was working on building it, you know, for months and you know, how, 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 just everything that goes into launching a course and the launch, it did, it did okay. Um, but it didn't, it, you know, I didn't meet my expectations. And, and so that's even some of what I'm processing as I'm going through all of this. But um, <laughs> that story is an aside to the, to the other story of like, I, I got up in front of this room of business leaders and shared, just really shared from my heart, shared so much of this story. And like, I got all, all weepy about it, which is common for me, but it like, it moved people. And then the next person that got up to talk, he said, the first thing he said is like, if I, if I end up crying up here, one of you need to come up here and punch me in the face. Mm. Um, like he felt he was that disconnected from his feelings that like, and it felt, you know, very personal, <laughs> like mm. pointed, pointed at me, mm. but like, he couldn't even be in the room with, mm. with, with his emotions. And I like, and if those are the kinds of, of, of people that are leading organizations, I feel like there's just so much loss of, human potential so much loss of possibility of the good that can be done in the world by organizations by entrepreneurship that we need to return to the human aspect of what it means what it means to be human and what it means to be humans leading organizations uh, leading businesses um, being entrepreneurs that aren't just out to make a buck but out to make the world a better place and to do it in a way that that makes our lives better right if you if you had to repeat and this is i think one of one of the anchoring questions that i think is really important for people to ask themselves is if you had to live your last 30 60 or 90 days on repeat how happy would you be mm. and uh, because like all we have is right now right and so if we're sacrificing our day to day in order to build our business your your life is passing you by in in order to get you to some place that it might be great and maybe it's you and you, you of course we need to make money we need to pay the bills and everything else but we can't do that at the sacrifice of our everyday life and the rest of 
what life is about for us. Yeah, that was so beautifully said. Yeah, I'm, I, I was telling a friend, like, the pandemic has been so hard, right, on for so many of us. And yet, I think it has been one of the biggest blessings for many of us. Yes. Because it has yeah. forced us to, uh, like, really examine mm. work and meaning yeah. and emotions and leading well and purpose and all of these things, right, in a more integrated way than I think many of us probably have ever considered it. So yes, uh, yes, Dan, you're doing amazing work in the world. I am so grateful for you, brother. Uh, tell mm. us a little bit more about this, this cohort that you got coming up and, uh, yeah, and how we can learn more information about it. I love it. Well, it's all kind of coming together. I mean, this is, this is building, building in public and I'm being very open and honest about this is the, the beta is, is running in January. Uh, I don't even have a, have a name for it yet, but I'm building an assessment to really help kind of with people think about these things in their own lives. So exactly that question that that um, you're you're asking about, like how to understand what areas of your life are are in and out of balance. And so I'm going to have that assessment available at themeaningmovement.com/start. You can jump over there and um, take that assessment. Um, if you go there and the assessment isn't there yet, <laughs> there'll be a place to opt in to get it as soon as I finish making it, and then. Um, after you take that assessment, I'd love to just jump on a call with anyone who wants to talk um, about these things and implementing you know, some changes in their lives. And then if it's a good fit to jump into um, this accelerator um, cohort with me starting in January of 2023, I can share more um, individually with people about it um, at that time. Again, it's kind of all coming together, but as I, I, I hope has come through, I, this is something I feel like is the next iteration of of my work and my life's work in the world. So for anyone who feels moved, you know, would love to connect and share more about it. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and your passion for it absolutely comes through. So. Yeah, thank you. Dan, I'm grateful for you and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much, Mel. Bye. Hey there, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Dan and especially if you have been in a season where you're really considering the meaning of your work and what it means. Uh, I hope that today's podcast session has just been so helpful for you. Dan's like one of the most kind and most thoughtful people I've ever met. And I was thinking a lot about this conversation. And, you know, this has been really hard for me. Uh, just to even share like a, a practical kind of thing. You know, our, our little one, you know, now that she's in school, uh, we used to do daddy daughter days on Fridays. And, you know, now that she's in school five days a week, obviously I don't have those. And there has been, it's been a really hard season because I know abstractly, uh, I knew that in that fifth day, I didn't want to go back to working. Uh, what I actually wanted to focus on was some hobbies, um, photography, and then also as interested in learning Spanish. Uh, I took a lot of Spanish classes uh, when a decent amount of Spanish classes in high school and college. And wanting to just get back into it. and But it's been a little bit of a struggle because I feel some sort of guilt or sh something is coming up for me uh, that, okay, Mel, like, those, that's not like real work. And since it's a Friday, like, you need to be doing work. Like, sort of these messages that I'm kind of navigating through. And yet at the same time, like, my rational brain completely realizes, you know, the time that I spend doing photography and writing my thoughts and, you know, working on my, you know, macro photography skills or my landscape photography skills, all of that's very related, right? Because when I'm tapping that part of my brain and, and 
getting more creative, right? Like it inevitably shapes the course lessons we create, you know, for our online course mastermind or the videos that I create or the podcast recordings, whatever it is, right? And uh, it's just been a, an interesting piece of working through that. And Dan's, the conversation I had with Dan just made me really reflect on a lot of that. And and ultimately, I think for me, it's coming to this realization that the meaning that we all make in work and this intersection of work and life and relationships, right? It looks different for everyone. Else, for everyone. And I think the most honoring thing each of us can do is to be true to ourselves of what we want. And I think the one of the most honoring things we can also do is when others are living that life to be of encouragement to them, um, as opposed to being that being saying, you know, hey, aren't you supposed to do this, right? Whatever this is. So I hope you found this conversation helpful. Again, uh, if you would love to learn more about Dan and the awesome work that he's doing, I encourage you to check him out over at themeaningmovement.com forward slash start. And especially if you want to learn more about that cohort that he's got together, um, Dan definitely piqued my interest. And uh, as I'm sort of exploring these conversations, so we may see each other in a future cohort. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.